You are listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then talk about them. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John, Jeremy, Chris, and Sam to play El Grande. Take it away, honey. El Grande, designed by Wolfgang Kramer and Richard Ulrich, was first published by Rio Grande Games in the U.S. in 1995. El Grande won the Spiel des Jahres in 1996. At the time of this recording, El Grande has a 7.7 rating with 26,000 ratings on Board Game Geek and has a ranking of 91, which sounds pretty amazing. It is amazing. It is a 2-5 to five player medium complexity game that should play in about 60 to 120 minutes. And as per usual, take your time, guys. Thank you. So thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in depth with El Grande. All right, so on the table is El Grande, or El the Grand, big. however you want the to say The big. There's an E at the end. Day. John, why don't you tell us about El Grande? El Grande is from uh, 1995. Wolfgang Kramer, a personal favorite, and his buddy, um, something Ulrich, I believe. Richard, Richard Ulrich. Von Lichtenstein. A, this, is, this is probably... The poster child game for area majority. And a lot of people have played this. It's been around. It's sold. It's very popular. It, it gets a new printing, and then it sells out. And then they wait five years, and everybody complains. They make a new printing, and then it sells out. And it just keeps doing that. It's done that for 25 years now. And I think right now, actually, we're kind of between cycles, and people are sort of upset that they can't get it. So it's due for another reprinting in a couple of years. It's also due to show up on our podcast. This is the decennial edition, which is lovely. Um, some people complained about it. I kind of like it. It does not have meeples. The older versions just have the cubes. So we're playing with all cubes tonight, but it's very lovely colors. It's a nice Oops, board. all cubes. And it's, uh, and, and, and it's, it's very pretty. So the idea behind the game basically is you've got nine parts of Spain, and if each of those parts has more of your cubes than somebody else's, you get to score big points. And if you're in second place, you get less points, and some of them give you points for if you're in third, but some of them don't. Some of them don't give you anything at all if you're in third. So um, there's nine rounds. You score after the third, sixth, and then the ninth round. And in all of the rounds, you get to bid on cards that allow you to put pieces onto the board, which is always good, so that you have more pieces than other people. And then there's a special ability that you can either use or not, your choice, and it allows you to move things around, it allows you to kick pieces off the board, it allows you to move the king around, who kind of stomps around and tells people they're not allowed to move, or you're not allowed to change things, or you are allowed to change things. Um, and and after your third scoring round, that is the end of the game. There's not a whole lot hidden here. There's no dice. Um, you bid. And you only get 13 cards to bid with, 1 through 13. So if you bid number 13, your number 13 is gone. And there are some exceptions to those rules that come up on the cards, but pretty much it's a matter of managing your resources, getting your pieces out onto the board, and doing everything you can to remain in control of the bigger, higher scoring parts of Spain on the map. That is El Grand. That is El Grand. So... And hopefully you didn't fall asleep during that. Cause... All right, so just going into this so you know. They probably pulled out their own board game, laid it out on the table, and are looking at it as he is describing it. Yeah, because everyone saw that we're doing an El Grande episode and they wanted to do a play-along because it's such an amazing game. Sam doesn't like this game for some reason. It seems I... like it's something that should be right up in his wheelhouse. I really don't. He's never played it. He... 
I have played it. I've played this. He has played it at least twice. Online? Three times. Or in real yeah, life. Yeah, real life. Okay, so I'm sorry. The stats that I do have are five games on Board Game Arena and one game uh, at the Central Atlantic Gaming Extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> Each one of us has a different name for this, yeah, but it's uh, this the, trip. It's the cage. Cause there is... <laughs> No way I played this five times on Board Game Arena. No, you only played it three times on Board Game Arena. I played this three times on Board Game Arena? Yes. Why did you say that as a question? I can't believe it. Four times. Four times on Board Game Arena. You're kidding me. Nope. Wow. Five times. No, yeah. Five times. All five times you played. So, Sam, you're an expert. Maybe you should tell us about the game. Okay. Yeah, Samuel, Uh, tell us about the game. What I remember playing this on Board Game Arena, I would see it was my turn open it up and just press random buttons until it stopped asking me to press buttons anymore. Yeah, I gotta say, playing this on Board Game Arena is a huge disservice. Which I is would... why I can't believe I played this five times on Board Game Arena because I hated it. It was also a time where we were playing a lot of games like back That's to fair. back. And we, had, we would have like four games of Terra Mystica and... and Civilization. Yeah, we were playing Terra Mystica. Nobody plays Terra Mystica Terra anymore. Mystica. Um, we were playing... What was it? Um, through, through the, the ages. ages. Not Roll Through the Ages, but Through the through Ages. Through the Ages, a new mm-hmm. story of civilization. So we were playing a lot of, quote-unquote, meaty games on BGA at the time. So I could see where it would get lost. But there's something about how it's... I mean, it's perfect implement, implementation on Board Game Arena. Whoever's put that together did a wonderful job. It's just not a game that works well in a digital medium because you really need to... Be able to see the pieces as they go onto the board. You need to be able to see the pieces as they go into the Castile. You need to be able to look across the table at Chris and say, if you put one more guy in Old Castle with my guys, I might reach across the table and punch you in the face. And you can't do that online. Uh, fellowship. Sure, you can type it, but who's really reading chat anyway you can it just takes longer to yeah that, to that's the thing that you lose and, you, you lose and, the and, visualization and of we a were lot playing of asynchronously too, yeah so, so we're playing it and even if i did threaten chris on board game arena he wouldn't see it until four hours later yeah. and it had lost its i mean it just yeah Wh- it, which game are you talking about when we were playing so many games i get a text or something and it would be oh, like, yeah. you'd have no clue what was i'd have no to. clue yeah. but it was always this one <laughs> i don't know it just you know, I enjoyed playing it because it was a way for us to play games during the pandemic when we weren't really able to meet face to face. And for what it was worth, it worked. But now that we're able to sit at a table together, this is the superior way to play. And frankly, I still don't think I'm going to like it. I think it will. I think you'll warm up to it playing it in person. I just, I, if I were to. If the board game arena were the only time I'd played it, I would have much the same feeling. But I have played it other times. I remember way back when we were meeting upstairs, I played this a couple times. So you discovered I didn't like it. This is his clever ploy Mm -hmm. so that we don't attack. Oh, we're still going to attack him. And I just maybe if we just maybe we let Sam do really well this time. His tune, whose tune will we destroy him, squish him like a grape? That's what this game is all about. I have sat out. How about we just do that? The first score in round three, we let him get a little bit ahead. 
Look, and then we just squash them like there the are no that friends is. in Spain. So does that mean if I also complain that I don't like it, then we can, won't take you in? That's no, right. What my my point is that's because I'm in your camp. Part I of this like game this is game. not looking yeah. like you're winning. Is being able to convince people that even though you're ten points ahead, you're not winning because your position this. on the board exactly. And I've that's that's this. that's that's a part of the game that does not translate well know how into to the win. digital world. It's a part of the game. That has to be done live. That has to be done with everybody sitting at it. Yeah, I just I, I don't know what it is about this game because in theory it does have a lot of elements that I should like. There's, you have to manage your resources. It's all very controlled. You have all the information. You know, there's elements that I like, but there's just nothing about this game that captures me, that sparks my imagination, that makes me go, "Ooh, I wonder how this is going to turn out." Is it because the game is older than you? Because that's ageist. No, I think uh, it's just. A boring game. Would it help if there were meeples? No. Is it or his copy miniatures? of the game that upsets no, you? No, I don't think that would help at all. Like the the cool mini or not deluxe El Grande version that you'd have to paint. Oh my like God. I just think the mechanics 60, aren't 60, terribly overall. Like six inches tall yeah. each. So you'd need like a, a 12 by 12 foot map. The king comes with batteries in it. Ooh, that would you could remotely control him so. to go to a new. There would territory. be an app. Where's he going? Where's he going? That's not the direction I was going, but yeah, I could see that would be pretty cool. <laughs> this does look like it should have some batteries in it. <laughs> oh God, I hope somebody doesn't get ideas. I mean, the the, the tricentennial edition is imminent. So, <laughs> dear God, exactly. please the, don't. The king is definitely too small. <laughs> anyway, so there's a joke here, but I'm gonna what's, leave it what's on the, the table. What's the other pawn for? That's for the expansion that we're not going to play. I thought he was nobody, the thief. Nobody plays any of the expansions with El Grand. I mean, yes, some people do, but everybody, anybody who's played this knows the original game is super tight and works, and they put out a bunch of expansions because it sold so well, but the original game just rocks the way it is. So we always play the original. Everybody I know plays the original. I think in my copy, I'm not sure I've even punched out the expansions yet because I figured someday somebody will ask for them and just nobody ever has. So, yeah. All right. So they seem right, very let's passionate about this. Let's play this. some games. They do seem very passionate about this. You will be too, I promise. One way or the other, I will be passionate One about this. One way or the other. <laughs> let's play Elgron. So El Grande is done. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sam, who hates the game, was the victor. Easy game. Oh, it's easy. Easy, easy game. You yeah, know, it is kind of easy when you think about it. It's not the most complicated game in the world. There's just a lot to keep uh, keep your eye on. So there's a lot going on. Jeremy, you look like you have a lot to say. I came in last place and I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I came in first place and I still don't like it either. How many times have you played this, Jeremy? Three or four. Three or four, okay. I wonder if it's an age thing. Maybe it's a game that young people just can't deal with. Can't grasp the concept. It's a little complicated. I grasp the for them. concept. I just, it's not my Made kind it. of game. You beat him by like three points. I very intentionally. What's the key words on that? What? I beat him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I beat you. That's fine. Good job. You did it. Yeah, but you didn't enjoy doing it, Sam. That's, that's well, the thing. Should you play a game that you don't like, though? Tell tell us how you mastered the game state. You played like you were playing on your phone, trying to deceive people that you were actually paying attention. You know, oddly enough, he was was pretty doggone smug when we played Counting the Cubes. And and then we play a game which is right in his wheelhouse, 
and and he's just he he can't bring himself to speak to it. What this one? Yeah, this one. I mean, it's. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I still wouldn't say that I like it. I would not say, "Oh, I can't wait to play El Grand. Let's pull it off the shelf." Yeah, I mean, let's 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 go back because at the top of the show we kind of discussed how terrible it is to play this game online. And again, the implementation on Board Game Arena is very good. It's about as good as it can be, but it loses a lot versus the physical playing it physically. Yeah. I yeah, think, especially if you're playing asynchronously. I think, I think playing six times online probably soured your opinion of this game. Probably. I will say playing in person was significantly better. It was a much improved, right? I did enjoy myself. It's competently executed. I feel like it's tightly designed. I just don't feel like that design is terribly interesting. You know, there's there's nothing in this game that grabs my attention and holds it. Right, um, the theme is uh, I don't know, pretty weak. I mean, it is the definition of a dry euro. Yeah, yeah. it's. I think I, after playing this version, playing this round, I'm I'm ready to get into the expansions. There you go. And with the decennial edition, you have all of them in the box. You have fun with that. The same expansions that you swore to never play. I did not swear to that. That I'm, was John. <laughs> I was going to say, which of us took the yeah, blood not, to never play? I'm not. I'm not looking forward to any expansions. I like this game the way that it is. A purist. I mean, look, it's it's a perfect example of an early Euro game, and there's a reason why, aside from these expansions, it has remained the same for so long. There's no El Grande, the second edition, that's got upgraded anything well i guess there's the well they they, they gaudied it up they gaudied but the, one ga- of them the game is the same there's, but, there's no the dice game there's no so for el grand or yeah that so kind of garbage. It's, oh it's god f- don't say that that's going to bring it into the universe so it's it's a fine game the theme isn't particularly arresting it's not really it's kind of neat you're like spanish nobility jockeying for influence in the cubes. king's court, I guess, but you're just moving cubes around. Yeah, yeah. it's a cube and, pusher. And there's a, there's an interesting bidding mechanic there, and that part's engaging. That's good, but it's not. I'm not blown out of the water by it because everyone starts with the same pool of resources. You have your 13 cards, but that's too many. I think you should have, like, six cards, and you get them all back every round. Right? So rather than, oh, I've got 13, and I mean, there's some interesting stuff that comes from that. But it's it's not what I would have picked. It's just it's it's pros are lukewarm, and yeah, it's cons are not that big of a deal. But I don't know, not enough to outweigh the lukewarm yeah. pros. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's not it's not a thematic it's not a thematic game. There's no narrative to you moving your guys from Seville to. Old Castile. It's not like we're raising a banner to go defend this territory from Chris, the green player. It's it, There's nothing like that. Yeah. It's literally just, yes, I have was. seven cubes there, and I need to have eight, so I'm going to put did, one it, there. It, it kind of reminds me of, what's it, 2040 or the Imperial? Imperial 2030. 2030. Whereas I didn't really have a specific attachment to Old Bastille because that's where I started. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I played what was available at the time. 
and there there wasn't any real buy-in to i mean frankly i thought this game was more interesting than others i've played because steven did have a big attachment to galicia galicia because there were points there. Because there were points there. But it's, it's, it's not like he said, boy, you know, I really love those Galicians. I mean, no, but it, 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 I made that the I'm highest just, I, scoring but part it was, of the board. It, that made it interesting. Yeah. Right? And that second scoring board did not come out, which no. somebody could have changed it. And then, like, if that had come out, like, two turns after he had put it there and there was, like, nine guys there, it, it really would have screwed yeah. him for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah I would have done instead. something different. I mean, oh, I know. yeah. It's not but like. But you guys ended up with, like, more than 20 guys there. Yeah, that was Chris's fault. Land that's, that's pretty common, though, that you'll have one place that somehow, and, and, and oftentimes, you know, I'll, I'll pull a card that says you get to move four other guys. I will intentionally make a, a point of war that I'm not involved in just so that everybody else is driving resources into that kind of thing. And that's the yeah. kind of thing that you can do in the, this game. And, and, and you're right, from, from a thematic perspective, this is a mid-'90s game. Um, it postdates Catan, which essentially has no theme but at least really? has a little bit of a theme but this whole and, and frankly Kramer was kind of the, the grandpa of this these sort of brown games with guys on the cover that are kind of looking at you moping and this Wait. one has not only one guy but it actually has two guys and even the horse is kind of giving you the yeah idea. sorry did you just say it's Catan very doesn't have a theme Catan does not have a theme like Settlers of Catan where you like get the resources and alright here's alright I'm completely negating what I said earlier I know what the problem is here. The problem here is this game is older than Sam. Sam has cut his teeth on newer, flashier fare. And he just, I mean, this is going to be my get off my lawn moment here. Just doesn't have an appreciation for the classics. It's like chess, except there's also a memory game tacked on for some reason. And he's really going in hard on the Castile. Yeah, there's also I'd, there's I'd also like parts the... of this game that doesn't move just like the rest of the pieces. You learn what the pieces are going to do when you flip over the five cards. I mean, we obviously know what the king's going to do, but there's always four random movements. And that's fine. I like that part. Yeah. Right? That's fun. I just There's a lot of there's there's fun mechanics here. I just I don't know. I don't like them in this package. I, I'm, I like the two going into Castillo. I like that part of it. That's always the catch for this game that makes me want to play it again. And maybe I'd like it. I, I enjoyed it. I just maybe I'd like it more if I played it with a pen and paper next to me so I could jot it down. You can do that. That'd be fine. No, John won't play with me if I do that. Did you say that? No. Yeah. You kind of did. I told him you could. No, I said other people might not want to play with him. Yeah, well. Jeremy won't want to we'll play, play with you. Well, I mean, Jeremy doesn't want look, to play this I'm game o- anymore. I'm okay with Jeremy saying he doesn't like Ograni because I know, just having known Jeremy for so long, that this is not t- his type of game. There's no dinosaurs anywhere. There aren't any dinosaurs. And for Jeremy to enjoy a game, there has to be one or more dinosaurs. I don't know if you've noticed this lately about J- Jeremy, but a lot of the games he buys are very pretty. Lots yes. of colors. Lots yeah. of colors. Lots of colors and dinosaurs. Yeah. Lanterns. This codex, is just a very dull. All these nice, bright, colorful game. boxes. Yeah, it, it's not going to be as exciting as Eclipse, where you're getting into like, military space battles and stuff. Right, but what was it? Was um, finding ancients and fighting. What was that yeah. archaeology game? Thebes. Thebes. Thebes wasn't colorful, and I loved that one. All right, so the- Thebes definitely ties the mechanics to theme a lot 
better than El Grande does. Yes. Yeah. I so, I can agree with you there. Okay. Okay. So I've I've talked a lot about why I don't like it. Right. Why don't one of you talk about why you do like it? Okay. So essentially, what you have in El Grande is one of the earliest examples of area majority area control. And it's been almost 30 years and there have been very few games that do it as well. If you take the overarching concept of the game, which is like I said, controlling the different areas and scoring the points based on who has the most and who has the second most, there have been a lot of games that have come after that have tried to do it, but none of them, I say none of them. A lot of them don't do it near as well as, as this one does. I'll give you that one. I agree with you there. So for me, it's all about just how well the game itself plays. I can forgive how it looks. I can forgive how it smells. If the game plays well and provides me with a fun experience, pushing the cubes around and trying to second guess Chris where he's going to put his Castile cubes and looking at the places and figuring out how I can snooker John out of a couple points, I'm all about that. Because to me, while it's not direct conflict, there's a lot of ways to like just really get in each other's face. And to me, this game does that very well. So that's what I like about El Grande. I like the Castillo. Every time I play <laughs> the El Grande, you've mentioned that there already. is always somebody who has no clue or what's how many are in there. Yeah, even a lot of people own. just even their own, even their own. And and I'll be honest with you, I'm, yep. I never put stuff in the Castillo, partly because I know I'm going to forget what I put in there, and then at that point I don't know where to it's send it. It's three rounds. I, I know it should <laughs> not be that hard. Rounds. It should not be that hard. Every three rounds, you let the Castillo. Oh. Wow, wow. when did those get in there? How did I get those in there? <laughs> I had three the last round. I don't know where they came from. I will say, I put more in the Castile this game than I have in a long time. It's the busiest I've yep. ever seen the Castile. And it, yes. uh, the first had to round do a, wasn't so big, but the second round was both with, a huge, pile of, huge yeah, pile of guys. It had a lot to do with where we were putting the, the Grande because... The King. The King, the right, because we couldn't get, we couldn't couldn't move, couldn't couldn't. Yeah, because like we were basically putting in positions where we could only influence two or three spaces. Yeah, and there are spaces all the way on the other side of the board that you want to influence or be able to influence, and so the only way you can do that is to throw them in the Castile and hope that the the King isn't sitting on that spot when uh, when scoring comes around. No, you stay away from my territory. So I, I, you know, it's one of the, the the point that you made that I think really drives to this is I mean the, the, this whole era of games from from about 1995 until about 2005 and and yeah there's an awful lot of brown and and frankly Wolfgang Kramer's games were kind of the ones that drove that in fact there's a very interesting article written years ago that the princes of Florence essentially doomed that part of the industry because of its the way it looked and worked um the, the thing i like about this it's it's it this is a relatively open euro yeah it, it, and, and euros tend to boil down they tend to are looking for some sort of essence and removing everything else from around it. and this is fundamentally about area control and it's fundamentally about where um you are working you, you know you gotta you know i gotta give chris some points because i gotta catch up to jeremy and even though chris is gonna catch up on me 
I'm going to catch up enough on Jeremy and Jeremy's the guy that we got to shoot for this turn or whoever happens to be in the lead, that sort of thing. And there's, there's enough mechanically going on in El Grand that you can do that sort of thing. And it's all laid out. And, and I, I mean, you know, from a narrative, from a mechanical perspective, the game is very interesting as your pieces come onto the board um, and you have to, you know, make that two-step process to get them out there. There's, there's a lot more going on as far as that's concerned. Um, one, one of the things I always look for is, do I have the ability to not only put my own personality into play, but do I have the ability to read other players at the table and say, okay, I think he's going to come after Aragon this time, so I need to either defend there or I need to give up on it. And that's the kind of thing that in El Grand, I'm looking at Chris, I know how Chris plays because I've been playing games with him for 30-some years at this point, and you start kind of getting a feel for how people do what they do, El Grand lets that boil through. And from that perspective, I find the game mentally more stimulating, more challenging than an awful lot of the stuff that's coming out right now that is kind of kind of kind of weak tea and and you know i like a little bit of unpredictability in the game this game the unpredictability comes ahead of time instead of after your decision there's it's not like a dice rolling game it's a it's a game of you you play what appears on the table in front of you and those five cards rolling up each time i think present interesting things i mean we you know we we do we, we announce them because this is kind of a big deal i mean here are the five cards that are coming out and we all got a bit on these and it's like well golly what cards do I have left what am I going to play because two of these are going to kill me one of them I would love to have the other two really don't matter too much do I want to be first and grab the one that's going to be good do I want to bury one of them or what I mean there's 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 interesting decision space and each of the cards are more or less valuable to each of us as players right because of what they say on them because of the abilities they give and how many caballeros they allow you to place and just based on your board state and what you're trying to achieve you can look at that whole spread and say, I really need that card, and yeah. this card over here does nothing for me. Right. And then Sam can look at that same spread, and it'd be the exact opposite, where yeah. the card that I want, Sam would right. or, never or t- I have to take this card and fall on it because it's going to help three other players a whole lot more than it's going to help me. And that's, that that's, was that's, more of my mentality. Yeah, right, and that, that's a much more interesting part of the decision space, and I think this game kind of brings that... And, and that makes for a more interesting play. And there were a couple of times in this game where I'm like, oh, man, I really need to get – because I had less guys on the board. All right, I had less cubes on the board than anybody else. I need those special scorings. I need to get extra scores when other people aren't getting them so that I can pick my spot and I can get my points because I was getting big points where I just happened to get landed at the beginning of the game. And um, I had the opportunity to do that. But I had to keep playing high cards in order to do that. And you pay for that because it means I'm getting even less guys out onto the board because I can't get them out of the provinces. So there's that, that two-step process of getting guys out onto the board was snookering me because I had to do that in order to keep the score going. So it, it was, you know, that's, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of friction that you get when you have two or three mechanics that are kind of fighting against each other. If you want to go first, that's great, but it's going to cost you somewhere else, and you got to make those pieces work. So from my perspective, yeah, thematically, it's nine spaces on the board, and you can call them one through nine, or you can put a map of Spain down. That part isn't what really is catching my eye. What's really doing it for me is the fact that... Um, 
that contention, that scarce resources that you have to deal with. And then at the same time, you got people across the board that are looking at doing the same kind of thing. And in, in this particular play, all of you had more cubes than I did. And I was just having to try and get people out there any way I could. Another and, aspect that I think Elgron gets right is that, yes, you want to be first place and get the first place points. But you could do very well only scoring second place. That's typically how I win games. And so yeah. I think that the strate- the strategic depth that that offers is another thing that I think El Grande does better than a lot of modern board games. Like a lot of modern board games, it's all about being first in a position. And anything else is just... Okay, here's your consolation prize for being here and for attempting yeah. to be here. Right, and, and, and modern board games want to give you 32 ways to score. And that just does not appeal to me personally. This pretty much has, here's your driving force. This is where you score your points. You, it, it, you, it does you a good job giving you, giving you options, right? There's only one way to score points, but you do get to choose between you know, depth versus width, right? Do I focus on scoring first in one or two places, or do I try and get you know, the second and third place points across a whole bunch of places. Yeah. Because like if the scoring tile, yeah, if the scoring tile that says score all the five positions comes up and Chris has one, Chris is winning one of those positions and John's winning one of those positions and Sam is winning one of those positions. They're all going to get five points. But if I'm second place in all three of those, I'm getting like seven or eight points. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting how the, first, second, and sometimes third place points are kind of put together in that it makes it viable. It is interesting. There are a lot of interesting decision points in this game. And frankly, I'm I'm not, especially, you know, hearing John and and you elaborate on them, I agree with you. There are lots of interesting pieces to this game. It just doesn't capture my attention. Um, and, And frankly, I think I'm, I mean, you know, you're talking about how there was, you know, people had their phones out, and I was like, "Well, there was a lot of there's em- a little bit of downtime. There's a there's a lot of downtime. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem with y'all being on your phones because, and, and frankly, I don't have that much trouble with downtime. I mean, because because we'll play a game in the evening, and that's good. I, it's it's not like I'm trying to get seven games in before eleven o'clock. So uh, I I I don't have much of an issue with that at but, all. But there are games where there's been like you know table talk going on, or you know even if there's downtime, you're not and staring at your in phone. This game that's happening, and I feel like there was still plenty of table talk. Yeah, there it was. Just, I mean, there was just, plenty. I the okay. instances of all of us looking down on our at our phone, I don't think was as bad as it has been in like other games that we've played. Like mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, I agree. I would say. Uh, like there were two instances where one person was taking their turn and the other four were not paying attention. But I also think there's not a huge amount of interaction with somebody else taking their turn. Well, and and there's a certain amount of, you know, you're trying to figure out which one of the uh, only three cards left. None of these are the ones I wanted. So while that person is, is, is wringing their hands over that, you've got the opportunity to go to the bathroom. You get yourself a new beer. You can sit there and check your phone. I'm going last. Right. So So I got to get the most people into my pool here, but (laughs) It, what they do is not really going to impact yeah. me. I'm going to be able to look at the game state of the board. I'm going to hear if they say anything about Castillo. But other than that, 
And then, I, you know, I'm over here really speed bumping, trying to figure out where I want to put my guys. So, like, I, you know, that's... I'm also trying to figure out where to put your guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly, I was trying, I know I was exactly where out. he should put his guys. <laughs> I knew where he should. I just, you know, you got to get inside Steven's head. Yeah, no, that's, don't, don't I mean, there's that. there's there's banjo music playing, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it's it's a crazy place. It smells like yeah. pine. Lots so, of pine. So, so, so to some extent, I, I agree. It, it is a game of its era. I, I, I don't think it's tremendously thematic at all. I, I don't think Catan is either. I'm not sure there's a whole lot of argument there either way. Ah, but, well. but games of this era, all of gaming passed through this this rough adolescent years where everything was dry and had really simple names they named games things like cargo or risk you know. yes right <laughs> and monopoly and you know what? Well, well those those are older games and, you know what thank goodness we've moved on we we have and 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 to to some extent you you when you play a game of this era, you have to understand that it is not going to knock your socks off with the components. It's going to and be I, little wooden I, cubes. I understand and that. They're very pretty paint. Um, you, you, you're looking, if you, you have to decide if the, if the game plays the kind of thing. And, and I, I personally enjoy El Grand. And you're right, it's, it's a once-a-year game. Is this, this isn't a game you're pulling out every two weeks right. and you're playing. So, um, so have um, we beat this horse? I think we've beat the horse. Let's get down to numbers. Who, who came in first? I came in first, actually. Okay. You know what? But you know whoever comes in first goes last. That's not how it works. Go no, ahead. It's not. Tragic. No. All right. In this game it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. In this game it is. That's true. Samuel, give us your number. All right. You know what? We've talked this thing to death. We've gone back and forth. And I've said a lot of negative things. But I do like it better than I did when I sat down. You know? I did enjoy playing it. Maybe that's because I won. I'll admit it's, you know, hard to say you hated a game when you won. But also I do enjoy that mental back and forth and there's plenty of that here with other players there's a lot of engagement here yeah there's Um, there's definitely a battle of wits that happens yeah you you come out of this game feeling feeling your brain yeah there's there's a battle of wits here i just wish that there was i don't know more it it, the decision points that there are are really good decision points i just wish that there was you know and to some extent you don't have to rationalize if you don't enjoy a game sometimes you it just doesn't catch no it. i think i think what it is like you mentioned earlier right like euros like to boil things down mm-hmm. to focus on one element this game has done that it's done that very well it's boiled things down to a handful of really tough excellent decision points that you really got to like sink your teeth into and match wits and that's great but there's nothing in this game where you give your break a break you give your brain a break on I'll give you that. Right? It's mm-hmm. either hard decision point or empty space. You're either you're either making a big decision or you're waiting or it's somebody else's or turn. Or it's somebody else's turn. Yeah. And there just there needs to be something in between those spaces, I think. Even if it's even just another way to engage with the game, even if it's just like moving little pieces around and you know, counting resources, something like that. This game doesn't have that. All right, so what's your number? I'm going to give this a middle-of-the-road seven. I enjoyed just it. Just a plain old average seven. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'd play it again. Just give me a couple months. All right. So I was second place. 
Um, you know, I waxed poetic about El Grande and I've essentially, you know, praised it for being an elegant design that, you know, offers a lot of really, really good decisions and, you know, space to really kind of, it's weird the the direct interaction that you do have with players in this game doesn't feel as like dirty and nasty as <laughs> like going for somebody's throat in a, a game another of feature Nexus of this era Ops. of games yeah so you know it feels very like gentlemanly right yes it's my turn yes. it's your and, turn and, 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 yes. again another gentlemanly another feature of I this like, era of games i like that descriptor yeah. it's a very gentlemanly game um, not that the ladies can't play, um, but it's very elegant. So anyway, you know, after say he's, he's using the E word. Well, that that's how they used to describe euros. That was like the whole point of euros. Oh, it's was, all was about elegance. elegance. I'm glad we got this back to the table because after playing it on BGA a few times, my opinion of this game did kind of taper a little bit because it's a real hard thing to play asynchronously online and it just isn't fun. I, I, I really hated playing it on BGA. Um, like I said, I love the implementation. Whoever put it together did an amazing job. This just is not a game for that. Having said that, bringing it out, putting it back on the table was everything that I wanted it to be. And because of that, this is a very solid seven. I would play it, you know, twice a year, three times a year. I mean, anytime well, we've got five let's players. Let's not go crazy here. Anytime we've got five yeah, players. Yeah, he might be playing it with one other person. Because you can play two, but it plays up to five. No, he just he was just saying he would only play with five. Yeah, you can only play this with five. Okay, well, we might need to get like eight people over here to find five that would play. I'm just saying, <laughs> if if people wanted to play it, yes, I would give it a good consideration. I wouldn't say yes automatically, but I would definitely give it a good consideration. You know, you're talking about it being procedurally. I'm not going to take your spot. I know you were the middle. No, okay, no. But procedurally, how wrong did it feel when at the final round we were doing <laughs> scoring where Steven could reach the scoring pieces? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He kept, oh, he kept doing them in the wrong order. The oh, my God. Not the wrong order. <laughs> it was like, what, what are you doing? No, he doesn't. Uh, like, Red gets six that was points so and he moves yellow up, too. So I was wrong. Wigging out. It, was, it, it just it hurt it. my brain. It did. I didn't like it. <laughs> There's an order. Was, and I know Steven. He's third place is, instead of first place yes. first. But it was everybody was wigging out. You know. Steven, it would have been moving them. All right, let's move first. It's like, oh, and now we move third. And he would have totally forgotten that he had scored third. So, I mean, not, no, not that was, quickly. He did. Look, that was his edge of the board to cover the scoring up because he just happened to be there. And he's like, look, you guys it are just felt so wrong. It hurt my brain. I it didn't like brain. it. I know you guys were just like, lighten up, everybody. It's okay. It's no, it's a very board. procedural game. You have to do this in the quarter. We did this. You have to do this. We did this. We did this. This territory, this territory. We did the territories in order. We can't do the points in order. Well, there's nine territories. You have to make sure you get on. And I'll be honest with you. In the past, when we first started playing this game, because I bought this years and years, I bought this in like 2005, 2006 we were playing, and we would just kind of do them in whatever order they were on. The, You know, we do it ourselves. We, we didn't work out the play order. In theory, with the veto card, that, that ordering is there for a reason because you can actually veto somebody's scoring of... of Even though that's just, not what the card says. That is what... Well, but it's what's explained it is in what the, the rule book. Well, it it's explains kind of it in the, the rule book. book. That's what the designer it, said, apparently. 
Okay. Well, regardless, that that is an important feature. But um, it's just with nine regions, it's it's nice to to uh, do them in an order, just so that you make sure that you get everything. Although, frankly, if you overlooked one, whoever owns it, whoever's got the most in there is gonna be like, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't forget to do Valencia. I mean, it's it is gonna get called. But what if you already did Valencia? That's not my point. My point is everybody's going to try and get them all in. So, so just, you all just got to lighten up is what it boils down to. That's but part of the fun just is... do it in order. <laughs> right? Trying to trick you into scoring it twice. Because I'm trying to yeah, score, score third, third place, place first twice. I'm dragging you outside and holding your head in, under in the hot tub. John, what's your rating? Uh um, you know, I, I I like this game. It's it, it, you know, the point Stephen was making. This this game we pulled out, or I guess it was you were saying it, Chris. It's, it's a game we pull out once a year. It's it, it's not a game we play all the time. And every once in a while, I say, yeah, you know, we haven't gotten to Al Grand recently, so so it comes back out again. And, and I haven't looked at my my I log plays. I haven't looked at what I've done recently. And and you're right, the BGA. Uh, first of all, when I was playing, it was an alpha, and there were errors. And that's just I have sympathy for anybody crazy enough to volunteer to program games for anybody. And now. BGA is, from what I can tell, is actually charging specifically for particular games. Somebody told me Ticket to Ride, you have to pay a special fee to play it <laughs> now, on BGA. If I recall, you still have to just have the premium account. It was okay. They were giving away premium accounts for like they were giving away a three month premium oh, account, okay. so that's, you could okay. yeah. That's, that's, I was that's able to better. play that one pretty easily. Oh, I, I feel much better about it then. But but um. Uh, it, I enjoy the game. I, th- I think you get a good burn. I think people get to put their personality into the play. I think you get to do a little bit of horse trading and kind of talk about, I don't know, maybe you need to look over there. And, you know, before we play, one of the things I said was, you know, part of this game is convincing everybody that you're not a threat. And that's, I think, brings some some extra interest into the play. I was a little salty when Jeremy abandoned his own interest to screw me over and help Steven out. I abandoned my own interests pretty early in the game. I'm just saying it you, didn't you feel know, good. You you did just fine, so I'm I not did. sure why you're getting all uptight about that. But I mean, no, I mean, you, I mean, if you'd but scored, if you'd if you'd set things up so you scored those eight points instead of Steven, you well then Sam, you'd why, me. why did you not convince him of that during the game? That's part of the play. Is he that you would beat me and John? Pretty, he seemed pretty set, and maybe Steven because that would have brought yeah. him back a few points. Yeah. Yeah. Would have, could have, should have. For some reason, <laughs> the score <laughs> is the score. For some reason, Stephen and Jeremy sort of had a thing going where they were supporting each other, and maybe that's because they were both sitting on zero point score when we were up around twenty at the is, beginning that of the is first why, turn. Actually, yeah. so so I mean that's the kind of I thing where kinship. where that that sort of thing starts coming into the play, and and you have to try and kind of socially bend the corner on that, and that's the kind of thing that I think brings Il Grand up um, that a lot of the stuff out right now, the point salad sort of plays where you're getting your two points here and your one point there. The, the, there's not that kind of opportunity. And, there's and not that kind of binding between the players. Frankly, some people don't like that. That's fine. I do. So and what's your number? I, it's, it's a high seven for me. And I, I look forward to coming back to this game in six months or a year and doing it again. Chris? I'll keep this short and sweet. I'll plant my flag right in the middle of the Castillo. That's my favorite part of the game. I give it a seven right up the flagpole, right there in the center. Seven cubes in the Castillo. Go ahead. He's cheating. Go ahead, say it. Seven cubes in the Castillo. But you can only put five in at a turn. Right, he's cheating. You said you could put as many as you wanted. stop him. How long have you been putting seven cubes in the Castillo? As long as Steven has. 
Hmm. He is. He does have that uh, Mississippi public education. I don't count good. Jeremy, you uh, you were last place, although you still put on a good showing. What's your number? You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, that was a Samuel sigh. Yeah, I was going to say. That wow. was laughter. No, that was a sigh. That was laughter. It's like, I don't like this game. I don't really want to rate it. Oh, you mean you can? Okay. Yes. You all can play this in Delaware, <laughs> and I will sit in the corner <laughs> Cry. and and watch while I do something TV. else your, that is actually. Your DS. Bring your DS. Bring the DS back. I do have it sitting out. <laughs> uh, it's a sad seven. A it's just a sad seven. seven. Wow. You got to respect the history, right? I don't. I mean, the thing, the only thing that's really selling me is if you look at the horse's eyes on that box, they are soulful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say creepy, but okay, I'll take soulful. Soulful. Yep, look at him. Just look at him. That that is not soulful. That <laughs> is soulless. <laughs> He's looking that's right back at you. That, that that is a nightmare. I mean, is what it, that it, is. It almost just looks like it has an eye patch on. See, we all interpret this game differently. Yeah. Yeah, he's, it depends on where he's either looking right down your throat or he's looking forward. It's hard to tell, but as best I can tell, of the three of them, he's the smartest one out of the box. <laughs> you know what? That one I believe. Yeah, to me, it looks like it took like a brand that. and just poked it in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> just straight black. All right. Well, if that's why you give this one a seven, Jeremy, I think we have no choice but to respect that and be a little afraid. <laughs> oh, Chestnut! Please forgive us. <laughs> that will haunt my dreams. All right, well, that was El Grande. The big. The big. The end. Capaleo. John, Jeremy, Chris, Sam, and I, thank you for joining the conversation about El Grande. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, gamesfromthecellar.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you.